Kitifach, everybody. So I'll tell you, Maisa, you know, one of the, the great tzaddikim was Rav Tali Rabshitzer. The great tzaddikim is a chaser of the Chais of Lublin. So before he became a famous tzaddik in his own right, so he was a tzaddik, a little younger, and a little less, less known. So Rav Tali Rabshitzer had a hanhagi, he had a minig, that every single morning before he would, you know, he would, he would wake up early, learn, go to shul daven, and then come home to have breakfast. But his minig was that before he sat down to wash and to have breakfast, he made sure that he had a certain, a certain list of aniyim, of poor people in the city, that he knew relied on him to collect funds for them for the day, or for the week. And so before he washed his hands for bread to have breakfast, he would make sure that all those aniyim were taken care of. And there was usually like the standard list of aniyim that he knew were struggling, and that's what he would do. And everyone in the town knew this. They were used to it that, you know, at least a couple times in the week, he would be make his rounds from house to house collecting funds. Okay. So one particular morning, you know, you know things are going as planned as usual. He goes to shul, davens, comes home. Before he eats breakfast, he, you know, puts on his coat, has his list of names of people that need some help, and he goes door to door and collects appropriate funds and fine. So he comes home, and now he's about to eat breakfast, start the day like regular. And as he's about to sit down to eat, he notices, he sort of senses there's someone by the door. Okay, so he goes to the door, and he sees that there was a poor person by the door. And he says, you know, Rebbe, I know that, you know, usually, you know, I'm not on your regular weekly list, but this week I'm really struggling, and uh, if you could help me out, that would be very much appreciated. So Ramazali says, of course, 100%, you know, I just went through the rounds, and so... You know, we're not talking about wealthy people to begin with, but I'll do what I can. Obviously, if you need help, you know, uh, then I'll help you. So Raftali goes around, and, you know, if it was if it was tough anyway to make the rounds the first time, because people say, oh, Naftali's coming, we know what he wants. The second time is even more difficult. So, and there was one particular house that he knocked on the door, and the person really, really gave it to Raftali uh, in a harsh way. He said, yeah, yeah, bothering me again. I, you know, I, what, what are you doing? What, this is all you do all day is just to collect money for people. What are you doing? Right, so he gave him a hard time. He still gave him a, a few dollars, but, you know, fine. Rafflai makes the rounds, comes back home, and gives this other ani, you know, the, the funds that he needed. Okay. So finally, Rafflai is about to sit down to, to eat breakfast. All of a sudden, another knock on the door. Okay. So he goes to see what's going on. Another ani is there. Again, one of the non-regular anian. And he says, listen, Rafflai, I know that I'm not usually on the list. But this week, I just, I, I'm Amish. You have no idea. I'm going through such tsaris. I, I need the help. If you could help me or just at least hear me out. But he says, 100%. I'll do what I can. What, what's the problem? So he says, you know, usually I always have a hard time with Parnassa. But this time, it's Mamish Geferlach. My wife is sick. And so I'm taking care of her a lot of times. So even whatever work I'm able to do, I can't do. My daughter is uh, getting engaged soon. I don't have a dowry for her. And my house just collapsed. And things are leaking and falling apart. I, the chayvists are building up. I'm at my wits end. I, I just need the extra funds this week. If you could please help me out. So he says, 100%, listen, I'll be honest with you. I already went the rounds twice today, so I don't know, you know, how much I'll be able to get, but certainly I'll do what I can. You know, obviously, what you're telling me, you know, it's a serious situation. I'll do what I can. So I've told you, you know, puts his coat back on, goes outside to make the rounds for a third time, and he's assuming, and he's already sort of mentally preparing himself to be yelled at and to be, you know, with given dirty looks and probably not even to be so matzliach. 
And specifically that one house, you know, that one house that he got chewed out on. By the second time, he's imagining if I go to the third time, what's going to be? But I have no choice. This, this person needs help. What am I supposed to do? So Naftali, you know, gathers, gathers himself, his strength, and he goes to the first house, knocks on the door. And all of a sudden, the person's like, you know what? Oh, Naftali, it's so nice to see you again. You know, I was just thinking, you know, last time I gave you a certain amount of money, I could probably give you more. So he gives him a nice amount. Naftali's a little bit surprised. He goes to the next house. And he knocks on the door again. And instead of, again, being, being yelled at or, or being given angry looks, the person welcomes Rav Tali with open arms. It's so nice to see you. Yeah, you know what? Listen, you know, thank God I'm being blessed. There's no reason I, I, I should be able to help more. Until finally he comes to that house, to that person that really gave him Tsaris the second time, and he knocks on the door again. And this person is even more friendly than everyone else and says, you know, Rav Tali, I feel so bad the way I treated you before. I'll give you more. I'll give you extra. It'll be good. You know, I hope you're Michael me. So Rav Tali goes about these rounds the third time, and he's more matzliach than the first two. And he's thinking to himself, like, what is going on? So he goes back to the, to, the, to the house, to his home, and he sees that poor person there, the third one, and he gives him the money to collect it. Rav Tali looks at him, and he says, listen, tell me the truth. The stories that you told me about your wife being sick, and your daughter's getting engaged, and you don't have the funds for it, and your house is collapsing, all these in Yonim, is it really true? Or are you like, you know, you're trying to pull my leg? So he's like, no, what are you talking about? Of course. And Rav looks at him and said, tell me the real truth. I'm not going to take the money back. I'm not taking the money back. But tell me the truth. Is it real? So the Yid says, listen, I'll tell you the truth, Rav I, I might have exaggerated a little bit. I definitely need the funds. I'm definitely qualified as an Ani, 100%. But I might have a little bit exaggerated about how my whole house is falling apart and how my wife is so sick that I can't work. I, I might have exaggerated just a tad. So Antali says, oh, now I know. Now I understand. I was thinking to myself, why did I not have any manias the third time I went around the neighborhood collecting money? The first time I went around, manias. The second time, a lot of manias. Third time, where there should be so many manias, no manias at all. Antali said, it must be that there's something in your story. And it must be that this is not the, the, the greatest mitzvah to ever happen. And because of that, there's no manias. Antali told me, he said, this is the klal in Yiddishkeit. Whenever you're doing something good, and important and holy, and that needs to be done, there's going to be minias. Minias should not be seen, therefore, as a reason to give up. Minias are a reason all the more so to push harder. Because if you're doing the right thing, and you, you know, and you know you're doing the right thing, then you do the right thing. And even though there's minias, not even though, because there's minias, that's all the more reason to do the right thing. The Rabbani Shalom, you know, when a person goes into the six days of the week, so there's a lot of minias in the six days of the week. That's what the six days of the week are. But not to be discouraged by them. When you, you, know, you need to get to Davin, don't worry about the minias between you and the Davin. You need to learn, don't worry about that. You need to chasadim, you need to be nice and friendly and good to people. Don't worry about the minias. Adarabah, those minias are only a simon. They're only an indication that you're serving Hashem and Hashem is, Hashem is wants, to, wants your mitzvahs and wants your avayda. And you have to just push back against the minias. It's a simon of how deeply your avayda is being taken in Shemaim. So Hashem should bless us. Shemizaychah to have a week, not full of minias, but a week full of confidence and strength to break through all the obstacles you have to break through and the greatest obstacle of all, which is Gaulus itself, is to experience the Gula Shalim of Amitis. Befrat, Bechlal, Bias, Gold Sadek, Meher, Yemenu, Amen.